This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the National Biodiesel Board. Learn more at americasadvancedbiofuel.com. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Southeast farmers are preparing for Hurricane Dorian. The Department of Agriculture sent out a press release today specifically urging producers in the Carolinas to prepare for the storm. Dorian has proven to be a difficult storm to predict after stalling over the Bahamas over the weekend. The question now moves to how American coastal states will be impacted. The storm is set to move from Florida to the Carolinas in the near future, says USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey. Now as the system drifts northward, just because of the bend of the coastline, the shape of the coastline, North Carolina and the Carolinas in general really project fairly far east, so it's a lot easier to have a recurving hurricane nick the Carolinas as opposed to slamming into somewhere further south, whereas you have the Georgia coast fairly protected just because of the shape of the coastline. In the event of an impact on production agriculture, President Donald Trump told reporters at the White House today that the administration plans to offer financial support for producers. Uh, Last time, if you remember, when it hit Mexico Beach, uh, we wiped out a large, large uh, farm areas in not only Florida, but in Alabama and in Georgia. And what we did is we were able to help the farmers uh, a lot. Uh, As you know, we sent aid to the farmers. They lost their crops. They lost, in some cases, they lost almost everything. We were able to help them get them back on their feet. Uh, We'll be doing the same thing now. USDA's release also included advice on things like livestock protection and emergency loans in the event of damage. USDA's Economic Research Service is out today with a report saying food insecurity is back to pre-recession levels. According to ERS, food insecure households in 2018 dropped to 11.1 percent, a finding ERS calls statistically significant. Households with very low food security also saw a slight decline to 4.3 percent. For more on the news, check out Steve Davies' story on agripulse.com. There's been no shortage of talk about rural broadband, but one segment of the conversation doesn't think their needs are adequately understood. You'd certainly hear a lot of folks talk about the need for increasing rural broadband, and that's a really good thing, don't get me wrong. But far too often the conversation is surrounding about connecting schools, hospitals, libraries, and and even homesteads with fiber, hard lines, when really we need to start thinking about wireless connectivity while the equipment is in operation. That's Nick Tyndall, a lobbyist with the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. Last week, AEM hosted FCC Commissioner Jeffrey Starks at the Farm Progress Show to display the uses ag equipment has for rural broadband and the unique form of connectivity it requires. You know, there's different levels of, you know, connectivity and what you can do with it. You know, most tractors coming off the assembly lines for the past several years have come equipped with cell phone modems. And with that, you can access, you know, telemetrics data on engine condition, Uh, idle time, really useful stuff. You know, it's not taking it to the next level of, you know, where we see the future going, but you can see real productivity gains today with something just as simple as your telemetrics data. Tyndall says even though the technology isn't there in many areas to allow for connected farm equipment, many companies are still putting the capability in their machinery with the hope for better connectivity later. We have to lay the infrastructure in the 2020s so that in the 2030s, when the technology will be really incredible, We have the foundation there to take advantage of that. AEM also hosted EPA Assistant Administrator Alexandra Dunn to highlight precision agriculture in ag input management. Finally today, looking for a new CEO? It'll cost you about a half a million dollars. That's what we found in our annual study of CEO compensation for more than 130 organizations across food, agriculture, energy, and environmental organizations. The average salary among that group tops $566,000, 
For CEOs in the same role as last year's report, the average pay went up about 9%. A detailed look at the figures can be found at agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Imagine turning soybean oil, used cooking oils, and waste animal fats into fuel so amazing it drives U.S. jobs and our economy forward. Learn more about biodiesel at americasadvancedbiofuel.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.